Hello, Summoners. Welcome to another episode of Theology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. I know it's been a while since my last episode. There has been uh, quite a few things going on in my life and uh, in the world of gaming at large right now. And I'm sure a lot of you keep, uh, keeping up with it know what I mean. Uh, but I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to talk about something for uh, heroes because that's what we do here. No matter what else is going on, we talk about heroes. And I have compiled a list of all the units who I want in Heroes who are not currently in Heroes. Um, we have so many Heroes currently in the game, you'd think we uh, would have had to have gone through most of the good ones already uh, from the Fire Emblem franchise. And I agree, there are a lot of really good representatives from each game in Heroes. There are hundreds of different fighters, many with alts. Uh, we have four new Heroes in every uh, new Hero banner at, per month four seasonal heroes, a grand hero battle hero, and a Tempest Trials plus reward hero, not to mention a legendary or mythic hero on top of all that. Clearly, the pool of units at our disposal is constantly growing at a rapid pace. You'd think we have to be getting through most of the heroes that we can possibly add to the game at this point, well over three years in. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can't I can't even hold straight face on that one. No, not even close. There are still hundreds of heroes we don't have in the game. Units we hope to get in the near future, and others who are, you know, more distant prospects. And while many of these are not in the game because they have less interesting characters, there are still a good many who we could have fun playing with when they get added. I decided to go ahead and uh, make an episode about the top 10 heroes I want to see added into Fire Emblem Heroes. I'll explain them all as I get to them, talk about why I want them in the game, uh, just, you know, talk about them. Now, before you get your hopes up for 10 heroes... Um, uh, after scripting the first hero I wanted to talk about, I came to the realization that if I did 10 heroes, this video would be like an hour and a half long. So, to avoid that, I'm instead only going to talk about three, because that alone isn't more than enough for its own episode. So, the way I'm doing the list, anything goes. Alts, uh, existing units such as Fallen or Wedding Variants, Duos, um, most obviously, uh, Fire Emblem characters who are just not in Heroes yet. Most of them are going to be that last group, um, since the main goal of this episode is to give some insight on characters I want to have appear in the game. Uh, less so ones who I want to have more alts of. So, without further ado, we have three units I want in Heroes. Um, I'll be announcing a random one, one who I'm going to be voting for for Choose Your Legends Round 4, and then my most wanted uh, character, who I've not even told the Discord server about. So, um, the th the first unit I'm going to talk about here uh, is more of a joke pick. Uh, I want the old Hubba in Fire Emblem Heroes. So old Hubba is probably a name some of you recognize. The man is so into Aversa, he makes Aether raids seem normal. He's a resident of the Outrealms, an otherworldly uh, gate breasts on the southernmost part of uh, southernmost part of Elise, and somewhere in the world of Fates as well. Uh, it's an, it's the gate to the Outrealms. And Old Hubba lives in the Outrealms. The Outrealm Gate is basically the DLC hub of these games. And it becomes available as early as Chapter 4 for Awakening. Meaning if you want to do a Lunatic Plus run of Awakening, you really only have to get past Chapter 4 if you want to make uh, the game easy mode with DLC. Which is still super hard since the prologue to Chapter 4 are the hardest maps in the game on Lunatic Plus. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Old Hubba is a resident of the Outrealms and a keeper of the Jar cards. As well as a fortune teller. The Ironshire cards are family heirlooms passed down to him and are very important, as well as more than a little bit dangerous. How unfortunate it is then when the poor old guy loses them. 
In an encounter with an Outrum's version of Aversa, disaster strikes. Aversa uses her attributes, both of them, to distract the old man, and in his folly, the Ironhager cards were lost. He tasks Krom and the army with recovering them, and for assisting him, you're given special cards. These are the ones you get for DLC. These are like the DLC rewards. Supposedly, uh, the old Hubba is more a blank slate in the Japanese version of the game, uh, but in localizations to other places, he was given a lot more personality. Now, that personality is a bit questionable. Quite, uh, <laughs> quite questionable. And if, if you know what I'm talking about, then you get it. Uh, but while scripting, I, I couldn't think of a polite way of putting it. So I'm just going to have you use your imagination if you don't already know what I'm talking about. The old hubba also had a compatibility rating system called the hubba tester as an extra mode in Awakening. It had no practical use and was more just to, uh, to be entertaining or something, but I didn't care for it much. I was just, I kind of just ignored it. Uh, old hubba's portrait is based off of the augury NPC from Genealogy, which is interesting because that is pretty much hubba's role in Awakening. Some people think that because of these reasons, along with uh, an unused roster entry I definitely didn't have to look up on the internet while researching this episode, one that states uh, he's a few thousand years old or something, as well as some stuff about him having the wildest love life and his birthday being February 29th? My goodness, this guy's interesting. Old Hubba is actually the same guy as the genealogy augury NPC. That's what some people think. It's strange. But not unheard of, there are far weirder things in Fire Emblem, especially when you take into consideration how uh, from genealogy to awakening, I think, is just under 3,000 years. So, story kind of checks out. At the end of the day, Old Hubba is just a weirdo who lives in the Outrealms and does wacko old guy wizard stuff. We have no explanation uh, for exactly who he is, why he lives in the Outrealms, what was up with his deceased wife Beatrice and great uncle Fondle, or why he is the way he is. I just think he deserves to be in Heroes, because that's what we do with odd pieces of Fire Emblem. We stick it them into Heroes in hopes of making sense of them, finally. Also, I think the Einherger cards could uh, be kind of interesting, just if they were to implement them in a neat way. That's my two cents. Uh, the second character I'm going to talk about, I'm far more excited, and I really, really do want him in the game. The second character is... Belf. Belf may seem like an odd pick for a character I want in Heroes. Who is Belf, you ask? Well, my money is on a large portion of Western Fire Emblem fans being unable to answer that. Belf first appeared in the best, most famous Fire Emblem entry, Fire Emblem Arcanea Saga, also known as BS Fire Emblem. It was a game made up of four short standalone episodes that could be downloaded for the Satellaview add-on streaming service for the SNES. The last time they were broadcast was in 1999, and there's no way of playing them in their original format anymore. <laughs> uh, it takes place between the prologue chapters and chapter 1 of, Sa of Shadow Dragon. It was made after FE4, but before FE5, so that's the way it goes. It goes FE1, 2, 3, 4, BS, 5. Because of how inaccessible it is, most people don't even know uh, hardly anything about Belf. Um, the ones who probably do know him know him from Fire Emblem, New Mystery of the Emblem, Heroes of Light and Shadow. Uh, which also was in itself never released in America. So who even is Belf? <laughs> so why do I want Belf in Heroes? Well, I was able to come up with three reasons why I want him in Heroes. I say reasons because calling them good reasons would be a lie. So here we go. My top three reasons. I admit mediocre reasons. I want Belf in Heroes. Number three, just look at that hair. 
Just look up a picture of Belf. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm not even, this isn't the script. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to post a picture of Belf to the subreddit. So if you want to go see what Belf looks like and you don't already know, you can go check out the subreddit. I will have posted a picture of Belf by the time this episode goes live. Anyway, so look at that hair. Just look at, look at Belf. Look at what he looks like. How on earth could I not want this guy to have hero's art? That's, that, that's such a, would be such a missed opportunity not to have it. Number two, uh, reason number two, his special place in Fire Emblem lore. Uh, and this is actually a legit reason. I think uh, it's kind of important. And if you listen and you don't know anything about him, you may agree with me that he'd be a cool guy to have. So Belf, aside from being a, an all right cavalier in New Mystery, is a character most well known for being the right-hand man to General Camus of Grust, better known as the Sable Knight. When Camus wished to deliver Princess Nina from Dollar, Belf wished for the Sable Knights to help. Belf himself was basically the deputy commander of the Sable Order, but Camus knew that if the Sable Order were to formally help Nina escape, it would be disastrous for the kingdom of Grust, as Dollar had the prince captured. As Grust was the country the Sable Order was loyal to, Camus refused to let them formally assist him in the rescue of Nina. Belf, along with his fellow knights Raiden and Roberto, who also should be in Fey, left the esteemed Sable Order of Knights to assist Camus in rescuing Princess Nina. After delivering Nina, Camus was captured by Dolor and punished for his actions, but Belf and his two comrades escaped. We assume he laid low for a while, hiding to escape the wrath of Dollar. After the events of Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, Belf and his friends came out of hiding and met up with the fragmented remains of the Sable Order of Grust. Belf took over as the commander of the new um, Sable Order, eventually joining up with Marth and a mysterious masked knight traveling with him. In their support conversations, Belf is able to deduce who the man under, under the mask is. Belf's position in the story of Fire Emblem is not well known, but when his commander and friend needed his help, Belf gave up the highest honor of being the deputy commander of the famed Sable Order of Grust to answer the call. Eventually bringing together his fellow knights to reform the company, Belf was a man whose friendship and honor did not dull with time. <sighs> I think he'd be a great addition to the game. Lastly, reason number one, I just want Belf and Heroes just because of his name. I mean, come on, you, you all had to know this was coming when number three was the hair. The guy is named Belf. That's, <laughs> that's just such a funny name. How could you not want him in Heroes? I should take a second real fast to apologize to anyone who might actually be named Belf or have the same hairstyle as Belf. I'm not making fun of you, your hair, or your name. I just think it would be good in Heroes. Uh, I'm just jealous that I am not in Fire Emblem. There we go. Just kind of as I'm jealous. There we go. And you're cool for having the name Belf or the hair Belf. Anyway, I plan on voting Belf for Choose Your Legends Round 4. Uh, we really need to get him to Heroes because... He is a piece of Fire Emblem that is honestly kind of a treasure, and not everyone knows about it. So there we go, Belf. Check the subreddit if you want to know what Belf looks like. Lastly, the character who I honestly most want in Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, people were speculating on it in my uh, in the Discord server because I, I hinted a little bit about it. I said it was a character um, exclusive to Thracia 776 with an interesting genealogy. Uh, one character, one guy, Deku Nut was able to get it. Uh, Deku guessed it as like his last just spitball option, but the character who I most want in Fire Emblem Heroes is Fergus from Fire Emblem Thracia 776. Fergus, at first, doesn't look like much. He's just a mercenary who was captured and held in, in 
Munster Castle. Sorry, I'm still trying to say Munster in my brain. In Munster Castle during that arc in the story. He sticks with you once you break out of Munster, and he remains a part of your army for the rest of the game. Now, Thracia is not the best at discussing his characters, but Fergus has a bit more to him than your average Thracia unit. For one, he was imprisoned for protecting Karen from thugs. When he retreats, he mentions how he should be the last one out, not you. He feels bad about escaping before Leaf. He really doesn't hold himself in very high regard, and he just full-on takes a nap when the fight breaks out in the prison. Interesting guy, but do not sleep on Fergus. He's a bombshell just waiting to go off. For one, his base stats are just good. He's a very capable fighter. His base class, the Free Knight, is one that specializes in using swords from horseback, which is nice because it means his dismounted sword rank, which everyone who is dismounted, um, everyone who is like a mounted unit who has to dismount inside of castles, uh, just indoor dismounting in general, they all have to use swords. So him having, um, being a horseback fighter who also uses swords means that his dismounted sword rank levels at the same speed as his mounted weapon rank, which means that whereas some units who use lances or axes will have really high uh, mounted ranks, their dismounted rank, uh, their sword rank, will still be very low. Fergus can use really good swords even when he's on foot, which is very nice. Uh, he only has one movement star, but a lot of characters have none, so one is better than nothing, and besides, movement stars are really just nice to have randomly happen. Relying on them is just bad tactics. The real selling point uh, for Fergus are his high mounted outdoor movement range and his PCC, or FMs, uh, FCM, depending on how you translate pursuit and follow-up skill from Judgerall. Basically, every unit has a pursuit critical coefficient, also probably more accurately called follow-up critical multiplier, a number between 0 and 5. On your second hit, your pursuit hit, or your follow-up attack, your crit rate is multiplied by your PCC or FCM, meaning that if you have, say, I don't know, 20 crit in an attack, a PCC of 0 means you cannot crit no matter what, on your second hit, because 20 times 0 is 0. A PCC of 2 means that the rate is now double up to 40%, because 20 times 2 is 40. And likewise, a PCC of 4 means your 20 crit is now suddenly 80. Fergus is tied with Merida for the highest PCC in the game at 5, the highest possible value. Meaning, if he were to have base 20 crit, his second hit would always crit. And I say always, but of course, Thracia RNG never allows for anything to be truly certain because it's dumb like that. Anyway, Fergus is a really dominant unit. If you can get his speed high enough to reliably double attack enemies, he'll be fantastic. Swords weigh very little. He has good base constitution, so his speed is valuable, and what you see is most likely what you get. Uh, he's a perfect user of some important swords, like the Brave Sword, Master Swords, if you get him to A rank, Sleep Swords, uh, Ranged Magic Swords, and I'm, thinking, I'm forgetting... Oh yeah, of course, the Bayo Sword and Braggy Sword. What are those, you ask? Oh, you know, nothing special. Just things that make Fergus suddenly not your average run-of-the-mill mercenary. You see, the Bayo sword is never explained, but it comes in the inventory of Dermud, the son of Lachesis. Lachesis is often paired with Beowulf in genealogy, and it is safe to assume the Bayo sword is connected to Beowulf since it's owned by the guy who is probably his son. Also, uh, because not only can Dermud use it, so can Fergus in whose ending it is hinted at, he may have been the son of the legendary knight Beowulf who died at the Battle of Valhalla. So suddenly, Fergus isn't just some nobody mercenary, but the son of a legendary knight and the half-brother of Dermud, and probably Nana as well. But this isn't enough for the man. He also has to be able to wield the Braggy Sword, which can only be used by those with holy blood, 
despite the fact that neither Morita or Galzus can use it despite having odd blood. The Braggy Sword is the only thing capable of bypassing the effects of the Loptus Sword, which lowers enemy attack power by 2 and raises magic by 20. Which in Thracian, magic is important. You could say it is everything. <laughs> Although it can be just stolen off of Raedric if you're clever, point is a thing is annoying to deal with unless you have this sword. And Fergus is one of only four units who can use it, the other being Leaf, Dermwood, and Nana, all known children of royal families and carriers of noble blood. In connection with this, it is said in Fergus's ending that he may have been the son of Canote royalty. So, this guy, who was a random mercenary taking a nap in jail, ends up being an offensive powerhouse who is one of the best units in the game, has access to a ton of useful toys at his disposal, and happens to probably be, probably be the child of Beowulf, a legendary knight from the first generation of genealogy, and a Canope princess, inheritor of holy blood, and half-sibling to Nana and Dermwood. I want him in Heroes because I hope to get a little bit more clarity of his character and his personality. He's just one of my favorite units in Thracia, and Fire Emblem as a whole for his great utility, functionality, and hidden value and potential. That's it. Those are the three units. This episode is almost 20 minutes already, and to think I wanted to do 10 units in, an in a video, and <laughs> I think three was about the, the lowest number, the highest number I could do and not have it be super, super long. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, hope you uh, go ahead and check out the subreddit of r slash biology just to, uh, A, join the community over there, but B, check out the picture of Belth I just posted. <laughs> you can also email the show directly at biology at gmail.com or illyalitor at gmail.com. If you'd like to chat, you can show with me on Discord or illyalitor, hashtag 0320. Remember, you can send us your voice messages through Anchor uh, at anchor.fm slash biology slash message. Yeah, if you appreciate the show and want to support it, you can do that through Anchor at anchor.fm slash biology to share your biology spirit for as little as a dollar a month. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, make sure to schedule another point with your biologists real soon. Uh, link to the Discord's in the show notes as well as everything I just said. Hopefully we get some of these units in Heroes sometime soon because they all deserve it. Uh -huh.